Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen everywhere. In the last two episodes, no, last one, last two chapters, we learned about the main protagonists of our story. The Red Knight, Oliver Sparks, his daughter, Mary, and Evan, the Cobalt Swordsman. We also learned about the antagonists of the series, Shadow Dragon, the King of Nightmares and Lord of Darkness. There are more protagonists and antagonists yet to come, and trust me, I think you'll like a lot of them. But with that said, I think it's time that we get back to the episode and the stakes at hand. Chapter 3 Oliver stood atop a skyscraper, overlooking the bright and stunning lights of Scarlet City below. Next to him sat his daughter, Mary, and Evan, with his katana drawn. Alright, I received word that there's going to be a robbery downtown and right underneath us. Some kidders named the Arms Mafia. Evan? Evan switched on a monitor with global history and tracking. Since he was naturally a historian, Oliver has, would, was kind enough to provide Evan with all of the tools and essentials that he would need. The Arms Mafia originated in Poland, led by Mr. Jason Shikulski. They're said to be one of the most feared mafia in the world. Oliver turned to Mary. And tonight, you're going to give them something to be afraid of. Mary nodded. Right. For this, I'm thinking we take stealth. The more space we have to work with, the better. Oliver nodded. Alright, we'll go with that then. You tell us what to do. Mary nodded. Hope and courage flooded through her system. Evan, take the stairwell. Hit the Egyptian section, third floor. You'll jump them while Dad, you lead them back to the second floor. Evan will jump down and trap them in between us. Evan was surprised at her confidence. Alright, on it. Evan's cobalt samurai helmet clicked neatly into place, and he slid down the steps, swords drawn, and looking all around. Everything was silent on the third floor. Down below, one could hear the mafia rooting around in collections. Evan slunk backwards into the shadows, his diamond blue eyes glowing menacingly in the darkness. Far below, Jason Shikulski and company walked through the hallways, Jason swishing his toothpick back and forth. Alright, now remember everybody. We get in... Take the statue, we get out. Doesn't have to be complicated. Oliver Red Sparks jumped from the shadows and perched on a pedestal in front of an Egyptian coffin. One of the mafia walked forward, a slim but capable man, and he poked Oliver's mask with the barrel of his gun. <laughs> Didn't know they started displaying Red Knight stuff in the museum. But Jason was no fool. He immediately whipped around guns out. They don't, you idiot! Shoot! The Red Knight leapt through the air, bullets darting past, until his reinforced nanotech boots slammed into the marbled floor far above. I mean, your boss here is pretty cool. The Mafia didn't hesitate to open fire. This isn't some kind of cheap shot movie where the protagonist just yells and talks. Just shoot him until he drops! One of the thugs yelled above the bullets. Oliver weaved through the bullets, but took care not to take them all at once. You know, he's not wrong, fellas. I'd advise less talking. The Mafia rained bullets that scattered everywhere on the floor, but the Red Knight leapt away to the safety on the second floor. Jason Shikulski immediately knew what to do, despite the current situation. You three, get the statue. You three, follow me, we're plugging this creep. Jason and his three associates start up the stairs, only to run into the Red Knight, standing at the edge of the hall. Time's up for you guys. Jason named his gun Oliver. Fat chance, pal. You should do what the man says. The other three arms Mafia whirled around and found the Red Knight. This time, he had wings on his back. Wait, what? What? The There's two of them? Red and Mary both stood facing the Mafia on opposite sides of the hallway. Oliver drew forth his broadsword and held it forward. Game over, Shikulski. Drop your weapons. 
Meanwhile, on the floor above, the other three mafias silently entered, taking a stairwell across the building to get up without being noticed. And slowly but ever so surely, they crept into the Egyptian museum. They slunk around the cases and archives, but finally they reached their goal. A single, emerald-embedded, solid gold scimitar. Now remember, we're not after the sword, we're after whatever's in the sword. Farther across the room to the right of the scimitar, two diamond blue eyes powered up in the dark and blinked. But before Evan could even make a move, he heard something clatter down the hallway. He turned and saw the outline of a cloaked but armored figure running away with a scepter from the Greek portion of the museum. One of the mafia turned and spotted the blue eyes in the process. Hey, there he is! Evan switched his eyes off and went into stealth like the plan suggested. He quickly spun around the first member, knocking him out cold. The second was harder, but only because Evan was in an awkward position at first. But finally, the cobalt swordsman had finished his job. He stashed the rest of the mafia with Jason and the others before running down the hallway toward the Greek collection. Evan? Evan! Oliver hissed. Where are you going? But Evan continued sliding to a stop, his nanotech boots clicking softly on the marble floor. He looked all around the exhibit before turning around and spotting something definitely not right. The window overlooking the Grand Palace Hotel across the street had been smashed in the image of someone. Evan looked out into the street just in time to spot someone leap up the side of the hotel and swinging through a window into the gala. The cobalt swordsman turned and sprinted back toward Oliver and Mary. What's going on, man? Everything all right? We've got trouble. Someone snatched something from the Greek exhibit, broke through that window. Evan turned and pointed to the smashed glass, and then jumped into the gala across town. Oliver stopped everything. Mary, congrats on your training, but I think we'd better take the training wheels protocol off. Time for some if-else situations, and a very definite hostage scenario. Oliver and Mary and Evan all raced out to the street before jumping off a taxi's hood and bouncing upward, catching a lamppost and swinging up onto the window ledge across the road. Oliver pulled his sword out once again. Mary, I want you to use this. Its name is Rick's Caliber, accurately named for its indestructible qualities and the power this thing can fit. Excalibur was a hard-won weapon for a tournament of the Knights through the Multiverse. Oliver had entered, and he won, defeating all his opponents swiftly and just. The sword's handguard had two points. One was smooth and looked like an average sword handguard, as you would, but the other was tipped like an arrowhead. You could cut through a beam fired at you with the sharp side of the blade, the arrowhead, and then release that amount of power back at your foe with the striking, striking side of the blade, the regular handguard, in the form of a wave of light. Oliver now handed his sword to his daughter, then turned to the cobalt swordsman. Evan, can you pass me one of your swords? Evan let himself off, only one hand on a marble pillar preventing him from certain death, 150 feet below in the city street. He reached into his sheath and pulled out a chromium steel blade, handing it to Oliver, who took it up. Ah, the katana. Easily the best weapon for close combat or quick thinking. Oliver sidestepped to a window across from Mary, and then hopped onto the top window. Alright, let's see if we can find our mystery guy. Mary gently tapped on the window and slipped through, her armor transforming into a ruby-red hoodie and black sweatpants. She looked all around, then moving from the shadows, kept her face hidden. Oliver looked in the window and then signaled Evan, Go with her. I'll cover the top floor. Oliver swung through, but his suit of armor transformed instead into a luxurious red velvet suit and tie with black shoes. He fastened his tie and then entered, occasionally stopping to say hello to another rich friend. Evan continued to climb up the building, his one cantana blowing on his back in the wind. He finally reached the penthouse section of the hotel and jumped inside, stepping cautiously. He crept down the hallway, one hand against the wall, the other on his hilt. Evan looked around the hallway, then continued on his way, heading towards the gala below. Chapter 4 
Despite being awake for a mere four hours, Shadow Dragon had already learned an incredible amount on what was new. He had equipped himself with reinforced Unirite armor and coating on his blades, and he now searched through a GPS to find his target. His goal was to destroy enough hope and courage in the world to eventually gain power to, enough to rule everything. But Shadow Dragon was far from stupid. Unlike other villains from other worlds, he knew not to destroy Earth. After all, he told himself while searching across the map, it's certain logic. What good is there in ruling nothing? He finally landed on something that caught everyone's eye easily. The Red Knight. A beacon of hope for the world and one of the most powerful heroes of the multiverse. Him, Shadow Dragon said, his voice echoing through his kingdom. Everyone stopped. Warshippers, foot soldiers, generals. Nothing dared even breathe when he spoke. Shadow Dragon turned around and gathered his cloak up. He knelt before the shaft of light which was his exit, and his cloak morphed and formed, changing shape into leathery dragon wings on his back. He spread them high and then skyrocketed up and out of sight. He felt the sting of the cool night air on his withered and scarred face. It felt strange at first, but soon Shadow Dragon adjusted his eyes to see large stretches of mountains and valleys before him. He looked up into the moon, shining and casting his reflection upon the ground far below. Shadow Dragon held up his newly armored gauntlet, equipped with a GPS. He pinned the location of Scarlet City onto his map. I should reach there in not but a few hours. My wings have always favored speed over safety. Shadow Dragon then let forth an ear-splitting screech that rocked and shook the mountains and the oceans white with foam and he darted forward across the sea and to his certain location. After what felt like a long eternity, Shadow Dragon finally found land again, and he stopped, letting his tip boots click into the grass. He looked all around as his wings folded back into his cloak, and he spotted his target. Looming far but within viewing distance stood Scarlet City, shining bright as a light snow had begun to fall. Shadow Dragon immediately set a pace, running headfirst into the unknown. As he ran, he observed every little detail around him, Snow. Slick and wet when harnessed correctly. He kept these things, these tiny hints about the world around him in the back of his mind for when he needed to escape. However, he doubted it would come to that. I've waited too long for this. Let's see what the power this Unirite can truly hold. Shadow Dragon flipped forward and put his razor blades together to slash through an entire boulder blocking his view. He slammed through the boulder and out the other side as the rock exploded behind him. Shadow Dragon finally reached the city limits and grabbed the nearest quick way up a building, using the rooftops to slowly increase his height from the ground. And soon, his tracker began beeping wildly. The Red Knight was close. Shadow Dragon vaulted himself over a 20-foot drop through the city and then stopped, landing on top of a skyscraper, which he had so painstakingly worked to ascend to without being noticed. From up here, you could see the whole city, every little detail. Shadow Dragon locked his GPS and tracker in and held both his wrists up. The Red Knight was right there in the street below. Actually, as Shadow Dragon realized, the Red Knight was right underneath him. In the Grand Palace Hotel, the building he sat perched on. Shadow Dragon wasted no time in strapping himself into the wall, and he jumped, arcing back towards the front window. He snapped the rope with his gauntlets and smashed through the window right down in front of the Red Knight. He leapt forward, blades drawn. It was finally time for the first showdown.